Jackie Smiley Morning Show. The most funny in the
Y'all got your front page right here. Brett, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. I'm your girl, Brett, sitting in for Maria Moore. And this morning, this is your headline news. Uh, news from News1.com. An AT&T service outage that impacted a huge number of its customers across the U.S. on Thursday was not caused by a cyber attack. The company's initial investigation has revealed. Instead, the cellular and Internet outage was the fault of work that it was carrying out on its systems, AT&T said in a message posted on its website on Thursday evening. Based on our initial review, we believe that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we were expanding our network, not a cyber attack, the company said in the message. This outage comes days after AT&T started petitioning states to drop their requirement that it provide landline telephone service to customers who want it. Consumer advocates say that it could leave elderly people vulnerable and an estimated 27% of American households still have a landline. Do y'all still have a landline? Hell no. Nope. Anybody? No. Uncle Brad do. <laughs> Some people still need a landline. Uncle especially. still got one. And Ms. I think Janie. it's important to older people. Yeah. And it rings all day. You go over there, them <laughs> damn uh, people be calling her, them scammers, they call, it rings every three minutes. I'm not Is lying. Is there not a way to turn the new ones? Like She don't know them. how to, but she, ain't, oh. she, not, she not giving up that landline. Yeah, that, I think it's important that elderly people do still have a landline because sometimes the cell phones do go out or they act up. If, and if there's an emergency, I feel like they definitely need one. Yeah. All right, y'all. Meanwhile, the judge who ordered Donald Trump to pay a fine for more than $350 million for falsifying business records has denied a request to delay the payment. Uh, judge Arthur Argon in, in Gorin told Trump's lawyers in an email that they have failed to explain, much less justify, any basis for the stay. Trump can appeal the ruling, but will have to post a bond for the full amount to do so. And last but not least, a fl- uh, Florida legislators have approved a bill that will require social media companies to ban minors under the age of 16 from posting on their sites. Supporters of the bill cite cyberbullying, predators, and a rising rate of adolescent suicide for imposing the ban. The bill, which passed both state houses by large margins, is now going to Governor Ron DeSantis for his signature. I'm your girl, Brad, and those are your headlines this morning. Rock T, what you got? What up, bring it in, Ted? There's some rumors out there floating around about the Golden State Warriors may be interested in trading for LeBron James after this season. Now, LeBron's going to be a free agent as well. I don't see LeBron leaving the Lakers until his son, Bronny, gets into the league. And wherever his son gets drafted to, whenever that happens, I can see LeBron joining that team so he can play with him. Uh, One of the greatest college football players of all time, college, Johnny Manziel, joined Shannon Sharp on his club Shay Shay podcast and revealed how he lost 40 pounds in a couple of months after his NFL career ended as a Cleveland Browns. I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. 40? How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. Yeah, man. He just had, that's what he, blow. them, them drugs, cocaine, isn't it? cocaine, drug, all that stuff, man. So, man. If y'all ain't seen that interview, man, it's pretty dope, man. He's pretty much uh, coming clean about all of the struggles that he suffered after his NFL career and all the distractions and Hollywood and 
all that good stuff. So uh, that's my quick sports report right there. Brad, you got the hot spot coming up next? Sure do. Coming up next in the hot spot, Wendy Williams has been diagnosed. And I'm going to tell you all about it up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show celebrates Black History Month with history makers of today. Lamar Jackson is one of the first black starting quarterbacks to face off in the AFC Championship. Jackson is also one of the top three highest paid NFL players ever. For more details, log on to rickysmileymorningshow.com. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot it is time for the hot spot. It is Friday. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? How you doing on this Friday? Man, blessing, highly favored. Got blessed up, cooked some beignets this morning, coffee, Ooh. orange juice. Sure did. <gasps> Sure he did. bring us none. Made some damn beignets. I ate two of them, Ooh. but it, and then I got pulled up by the police. And they thought I was on crack because I had that white powder all around. On your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tantad, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it, y'all. Yesterday, Wendy Williams' medical team announced that she has been diagnosed with a primary progressive aphasia and dementia. This news comes a day after her family revealed that she entered a facility in April of 2023 to seek treatment for cognitive issues. Her care team said in a statement, Wendy is still able to do many things for herself. Most importantly, she maintains her trademark sense of humor and is receiving the care she requires to make sure she is protected and that her needs are addressed. They added that she decided to make her condition known as many have questioned the former talk show host's ability to process information over the last few years, particularly when she began to lose words, act erratically at times, and have difficulty understanding financial transactions. They are also hoping to raise awareness about aphasia and frontotemporal dementia and support the thousands of others facing similar circumstances. So we just want Wendy to know we love her and we're going to definitely keep her in our prayers. Um, I saw her on social media yesterday. There's a, there's a clip or something servicing with her talking to a Black China. Oh, I Black saw China that. Angela. That was so touching and loving. Yeah, yes, it was. It, it was it very loving. It brought tears to my eyes. It, it, it brought tears to my eyes, too. So we're going to keep Wendy in our prayers. Whew. All right, y'all. Moving on. Beyonce's transition to country music is having an effect on the whole world, child. Okay? In Hollywood, especially with celebs like Kim Kardashian, Pharrell, Gary with the T, and others recently spotted photographed in cowboy hats and other Western gear. Gary had on some cute cowboy boots the other day with some stones on it. As a matter of fact, they were Louboutins. And then he had on some flare, like some flare. What you call those jeans, Gary? Um, they were just some flare studded jeans. Some flare studded. They, 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 they look cute on him. They really did. Nothing you could wear, Ricky, at all. Anyway, Beyonce has been seen in cowboy hats several times recently, including while attending a fashion uh, New York Fashion Week runway show last week. The trend is also catching on with fans across the country. Music Talkers reports that Google searches for cowboy boots and bolo ties skyrocketed by 163% and 566%, respectively, after Beyonce released her new singles, Texas Hold'em and 16 candles. I just and hope that, that it blows up the black rodeos that go on around the country. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rock, don't they have the black rodeo in uh, Dallas, Houston, and Oklahoma City? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the biggest and baddest. If you ain't never been to the black rodeo, get there. It's off the yeah. chain. But the biggest one is in Houston, Ricky. That's yeah. the biggest one. Honey. I would, yeah. I would, I hope that Beyonce go down and perform for Black Rodeo and make Black Rodeo a thing. Get people into riding horses and doing some 
some fun, just something something different. I would yeah, love that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really nice because I also heard that the country music singers they they their uh, sales spiked, their numbers all went up. Yeah, because I guess you know a lot of black people now trying to get into country and hey, what's going on with uh, country music? Also, searches spiked for uh, cowboy hats two hundred and twelve point five percent after her Verizon commercial during the Super Bowl, where she was also wearing a turquoise bolo tie. And guess who so, was one of the first people to congratulate her? The great Dolly Parton. Absolutely. That's absolutely. I'm not surprised by that. That's what's up. That yeah, is what's up. That's good. That's absolutely good. All right, y'all. We're going to wrap up the hospital on that good note. But coming up next, we got Rock T's HBC. You know who we repping today, Rock T. We finna go holler at Clark Atlanta University. Bring it in tag. Hey, HBC, you know. Coming you up know. next on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now you know. Hey, no. Hey, no. And if you don't know, now you know. HBCU. Hey, what up, man? Rock Teasy up in the building. It's time for another HBCU. Know. We're going to always put a spotlight on our heroes and sheroes that attended or currently attend our historically black colleges and universities. We're going to head down to Clark Atlanta University, established in 1865. Home of the Red, Black, and Gray Panthers. Shout out to the Mighty Marching Panther Band, baby. Kenny Leon, director, producer, actor, author, notable for his work on Broadway, won the Tony Award for Best Direction of a Play for A Raisin in the Sun. He was nominated for a Tony Award for Best Director for the movie Fences, starring Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Oh, he directed the Broadway musical Holly, if you hear me, featuring the discography of Tupac Shakur. He directed the live musical of The Wiz. That's just a quick snapshot of the homie Kenny Leon, a proud HBCU alum of Clark Atlanta University. If you want to share your HBCU story or if you have someone you want to spotlight, follow and DM us on social media at HBCU. All right, John Rick's Modern Morning Show. What up, Special K? Hey, what up, Rick? So, all right, so the next time you get annoyed or upset at a store clerk, and I do this, I, I ain't going to lie, for allowing somebody to break the 10 items or less express lane rule, anybody else get bothered by that? I, mm-hmm. I, I, I get annoyed. They can have th- I'm not going to sit there and count, first of all, <laughs> and then I can look at your groceries and tell whether I want to be in that line or not. Ooh, but it's <laughs> okay. obvious when they're, in, when they're in the express lane, when they got a whole bunch of, a whole cart full of stuff. Anyway, consider this before you get mad. There's a chance they're being held at gunpoint. That's right. People <laughs> are crazy. Now, a man named Jesse Garrett was checking out at a Schnucks supermarket in Missouri last Tuesday when an employee confronted him. Now, he was in the express lane for people that were supposed to have 10 items or fewer, and he had way more than that. But rather than move, Jesse lifted his shirt and showed the employee a handgun in his waistband. So the employee backed off, and the store called 911. Now, the cops tracked Jesse down. He was still inside. He initially denied having the firearm, but the cops found a loaded gun stashed on a nearby store shelf behind some candy. So wait a minute, that was the man that was behind... Uh, the guy no. that had more than 10 items? No, the guy who had the 10 items, the store clerk confronted him because it was, you know, people was upset about it. And he lifted up his shirt and showed the uh, employee that he had a gun. So why did he go back in the store? Well, I guess he never left the store. 
he had all the items. I guess he was checking them all out. And so the cops got there. So when they, when they bag back, that means that he couldn't buy the items. Well, I, I guess he was Because she couldn't ring them up. No, he. it was in the self-checkout. Oh. Yeah, he was in the self-checkout. Right. But, you know, people get in that line and they have like a whole cart full of stuff. And the people behind them get mad because they just trying to, look, you know, check. They look through three, two, three items out and get up out of there. Yeah. So he was still in the store when the cops pulled up. Because a lot of times the police be right out in front of them stores. Mm-hmm. I'd be so okay cops, with being in that line. But when they got some damn lemons and tomatoes and onions and they got to weigh it. That, oh, that gets, exactly. Oh, that's the worst. <sighs> yeah. I call for help myself. <laughs> I cannot ring Don't up nobody no never know how to do tomatoes, all Tomatoes, onions, and them bell peppers. And then you got to point it. You got to tap the picture right. of the item you got. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they'll never have like rutabaga. Like you don't know whether like what is this a fruit or a vegetable? I don't know what the hell this rutabaga. is. <laughs> right. Yeah. We still yeah. be cooking rutabagas. What? Yeah. It's gonna take about three days for them to get soft the ball. Well, you have no doggone collard greens with no rutabagas in there. Come on now. No. Yeah, that's no. good country. You know, rutabaga Alabama. like a turnip. I don't know what a rutabaga is. The bottom of the green. It's the bottom. What do you mean the bottom? Yeah, that, that ball, the ball. Like the stalk? The stalk, yeah, when you pull the greens up. The bottom, that's a rutabaga. Oh. Now, do you eat that or do you just <laughs> use that to flavor up some something else? Flavor up something, but you, no, you eat it. You boil it, but it takes a long time. You, you got to, uh-huh. you're going to take all day to boil. You got to, you need a pressure cooker. Put some meat in there. You cooking in a crock pot? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Use, it, use the crock pot. That's going to be a week. A crock right. pot only for meat, right? No, no you, can, you, can, you can take some and make some stew or some soup or something beans. and just put it on that morning. Or, or well, I thought you put your meat in the crock pot and let it stew. No. That's no I mean, you can. Put I it on low and then by the time you get home from work, your, your meat is ready. So what go in a pressure cooker, Brett? Anything Jeez. you want to cook quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got to be careful what you say, though. I was talking some shit the other night. I didn't even know I offended some people, bro. Did the joke about the LMNOP community? I didn't know nobody was mad till I got outside. It was three gay dudes laying on my hood. Soon as they saw me, they went off. Uh uh-uh, uh, say what you said. Say what you said. Well, do the joke then. Say the joke. Say what you said. Say what you said. Say it. I scratch you. Oh, oh my God. That's the only thing that scared me was this little hand. Say what you said. <laughs> Hold it. Half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. All right, Gary has the T and the color of the day. Gary, good morning to you. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Friday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news. Y'all, Ricky, our former president, Barack Obama, and his beautiful wife, Miss Michelle, honey, they're saying that they're still saddened by what's going on with their beautiful daughter, y'all, Malia Obama. It's being reported, which I think I may have talked about this before, but people still saying to y'all that Malia is no longer, y'all, an Obama, y'all. They're saying she's not using that last name anymore. It's confirmed, y'all, that Barack and Michelle's eldest daughter is now going by the name. Malia Ann on all of her Hollywood projects. Now, they said Malia dropped on her famous last name after she began facing accusations that she's relied on her father's 
connections, y'all, to launch, honey, her filmmaking career. Now, Obama, the daughter of the former president, honey, and first lady Michelle, presented a short film called The Heart, which she wrote, y'all, and directed at the um, Sundance Film Festival back in January. Now, her film being screened, y'all, at Sundance was quite a shock to me. It was the 23-year-old filmmaker's first project, and it was definitely, y'all, getting international buzz, y'all. And a lot of people say it's a great film, and they can't wait for it to be out, but Ricky, don't y'all think it's kind of sad that she's not using her daddy's last name? I mean, she's that name's Terry's last name. Yeah. That's still her last yeah. name. She's not, yeah. like, uh, denouncing her last name. She's just not using it. Yeah, sometimes people will mistreat you because you got a certain last name. You got people that, that, that don't like the Obamas that will mistreat her because they don't like her dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she want to stand on her own two feet. She don't want to people to feel like I'm, she's entitled and I think it's good. Yeah, and Denzel's son that. did that. I have, uh, have family members uh, do that. Uh, to this day use uh, find another last name to use or uh, whatever. You don't want that pressure on them because there's people out here. Jealousy yes. is real. Ooh, Hatred is real. And uh, they will mistreat your, your your family members if you're a public figure but just because of your last name. You know Denzel's son, he didn't use Washington for a long time. He used just John David. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because yeah, he didn't want people to feel like he was getting stuff because of who he was. But that's always black people. I bet you Bill Gates' children use Gates and Bezos' last name. Well, they can Bezos. because you say you say Gates or whatever. They don't need no damn job. Uh, <laughs> okay. Get no richer than that. <laughs> okay. So, but I guess congratulations to a blessed spirit, oh, honey. Yeah. You know <laughs> that, that she has to do that. But um, I'm, I don't know. But congratulations, say, it's not you, guess, Gary. Yeah. Well, I would do, use my life. Y'all could go to hell. I don't care what y'all think, honey. But anyway, that's neither what here nor there. <laughs> All right, moving on. Another celebrity news, y'all. Oh, I hope Megan um, the stallion keep her career, y'all. Now it's being reported, y'all, that the Houston rapper, honey. You know, she has a small part, y'all, in that um, um, movie Mean Girls. Well, honey, they said um, Miss Lindsay Lohan did not like the. Um, word fire crouch that she was using in there that infamous word fire crouch line in the um, new Mean Girls and she had the people to cut it out and they cut that part out so they say honey um, Megan's lines no longer um, end the way it um, once did when she used the Y2K fire crouches back honey so they had to edit it out whatever so but that's sad so I mean if a person don't like a line even though I guess um, Lindsay Lohan is the bigger star whatever but Megan I mean her star is rising she's big and stuff but they just Put it, took it out because it, she felt insulted, honey. That's what I'm saying about Lindsay Lohan. So they had to take the line out. So that, that, that's sad. Have that ever happened to you, Ricky? Besides deleting scenes, they took any other thing out, like a movie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you had to say the D word. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> and I'm starting to hate on me this morning. <laughs> Deleted scene. Deleted scene. I'm talking. I worked. Oh, I worked my ass off all day that day. I down on the beach, sand all in my face. They said, "Y'all ain't gonna put it in the movie." They said, "We're gonna put it on the DVD on the outtakes." <laughs> I'm like, "Hell, I'll take it. At least that, you, you know, hey, it paid off, though." Yeah, I guess it did, baby. Those <laughs> was on. They said, "Go put those scenes on the floor." Hey, Gary, it led, <laughs> it led to a sitcom. So, oh hey, yeah, with me yeah. and Ray J and J. Anthony Brown. So, oh. Well, 
<laughs> worth some money nowadays. You find them DVDs. <laughs> I, but ain't nobody got no DVD player, man. Be quiet. <laughs> Leave yeah, it yeah. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, y'all, man, because God blessed me. That's all right. Yes, he did, honey. He like blessed you. Bigger things to come. Yes, yes he does. When honey, Peter took he... his eyes off Jesus. He began to sing. I got to stay focused. Yes. <laughs> Keep my yes. eyes on the Lord. Yes, Don't honey. worry about what Gary with the teeth say about you. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> 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 and the color today, honey, is my favorite. The color today, y'all, is chalk. <laughs> on the hand, it's chalk. And on the lunch, it's a beautiful gray. Oh, Jesus. Aye. <laughs> 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 what <laughs> <laughs> so do you Come back one Hey, You know we're from preaching to James Brown uh, <laughs> Delirious Can I give it up for Gary with a C yeah. Come on Wake up Wake up Wake up It's time to get yourself together Wake up Wake up Wake up It's time to get from Jacksonville, Florida. I would like to wish my son Tyler Watson and Ronald Watson a great day. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I am Carlos from Burlington, North Carolina. I'm waking up all of my family from Burlington, North Carolina. Hey, my name is Eldridge Berry. I'm calling you all the way from Ali Al Salam, Kuwait. And I would like to say, wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, this is Keisha T from OKC. Waking up the Thomas family. Wake up, wake up, wake up. the morning show now yesterday uh uh listen let, let me let me just give a, a a disclaimer right here uh don't get mad at us this is on the internet we did a little little uh poll yesterday do y'all want us to talk about this or not so we're just trying to you know it, 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 this is what's you know popping on the internet yesterday yesterday uh usher versus r kelly started trending on yesterday uh when the question was asked who had more hits between the two so they listed the songs next to each other comparing the hits. Let's all have to say. Okay, who wins this round? R. Kelly Bump and Grind versus Usher, You Make Me Wanna. Alright, so uh so so listen, we're just gonna gonna play with this and, and listen, take however way you feel about R. Kelly, take your personal feelings out of it and just listen to the beats and the lyrics. Don't think about none of the stuff that he in jail for. We just just strictly music. Cause one thing about it. We we can't we can't the, the music exists, <laughs> it exists. It's it's a it's a bell that can't be unrung. That music is out there, and uh and you know and people still listen to it. But but people you know talking about just this whole R and B thing. I just think it'd be fun just for the sake of music. So here's uh audio round one. Let's go. Oh my God. Alright, uh, uh, so, so, 
Brett. I'm going the song. with Usher. I'm I'm going with Usher. Rock T. Yeah, that's that's wee. I got I got to hit Usher on that one too, man. I mean that's that's a tough one. Come on, Gary. Oh, Kelly. I mean, we like that song. I mean, it had a nice little upbeat, and I, and it was just a nice, good song back when. Special Kate. Uh, R. Kelly's more of a get to it song, and Usher is more of a love making, uh, romantic song. All right, Brett, let, let's go. Brett, what you got? All right, so who would win round two, y'all? I believe I can fly versus confession. I'm going to take Usher on the first one. Check it out. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly. And let me just let me just say that my big brother Jermaine Dupri wrote and produced produced both of these songs and co-wrote on both of these songs. So I'm gonna go with JD any and every time. But Usher, again. Mm. Oh, God. Gary. Oh, honey, you know I believe I could fly. That was an inspiring song. If you was down and out, honey, gave you the strength to know that you, honey, could make it and you could do what you got to do. No, ma'am, I believe I could fly. I'm with Gary on that one. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say, right? Yeah, it's, it's, that was kind of not fair. Because you, you're right, you got the inspiration part of I Believe I Can Fly, but you got the beat and the track and everything of Usher. I'm going with Usher on that one, man. Yeah, because you can't praise dance off confessions. <laughs> man. <laughs> But white people fly, I believe I can fly at their graduation. So. Right. Yeah, that's right. It gives you the strength to know that you can make it. All right, so, so uh, then that's just two of the songs. Like, it's a whole lot of them. We can do a whole morning show all day on this right here. So we just picked two. So, okay, we want to know what you think, uh, who would win in a versus battle. Usher to R. Kelly. Hit us up right now, 8669-Ricky, 8669-R-I-C-K-E-Y. Uh, uh, I, I can't hear that. I'm sorry. All right, no, good morning. Okay, this is Peaches Color from Arvid and Lizzie. I love Usher, but ooh, I kill it, go kill him. Oh. I'm going calling from Durham, North Carolina, and I think Usher will win. I'm calling from Baron, Louisiana, and I feel like Kelly chew Usher up and spit him out three times. Hey, this is CJ from St. Louis. I gotta give it to my man R. Kelly. Hey, my name is Maurice Kelly. I'm calling from Greenwood, South Carolina. It's gonna be R. Kelly, my cousin, mm-hmm. of course. This is Tay calling from Compton. Hey, man, don't even do R. Kelly like that. Can't nobody stand up to R. Kelly. Nobody. I should don't have a chance. That's all I gotta say. All right, uh, uh, wait a minute. Beyonce wishes. what are your thoughts? I got Usher all day. To me, he's my generation. Confessions is the number one song of 2000s. So Usher Confessions on both of them. So, so let me ask you a question. Is that a generational thing or did they come out at the same time? Yeah, it's, uh, almost, it's almost a myth. You, you, I think they matching up the wrong artists against each other, in my opinion. So who should Usher be matched up against? Someone like Chris Brown. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I could go with that. Interest, Brett, what so are your thoughts? You put, uh, instead of saying Usher versus R, so R. Kelly should be matched up with who? Uh, Aaron Hall? Nah, that'd be <laughs> a blowout. That ain't no contest. <laughs> um, um, damn, Brian McKnight? I don't know. Nah, yeah, man. something on that, but... Um, he kind of in his own lane while you bullcrapping. Yeah. You know what we're going to do tomorrow? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> 
We're going to put uh, uh, Frank and Beverly and Maze up against Earth, Wind, and Fire. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. There. I mean, that's the same generation almost. You know? <laughs> that'll, but we that'll, be, that'll be a damn good. What you say, Gary? I was going to say, we love Usher and stuff like that, and I think it's a biased thing. But those songs with R. Kelly just, I mean, those are just the songs. Usher baby. was the greatest song of, he had the biggest, Confessions was the biggest song of 2000s. You know what? what? A, good, a good one would be R. Kelly versus Keith Sweat. R. Kelly who? Keith Sweat. There you go. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, a good that's, one. That's the I, I, we, we're going to get some better matchups. Let, let, let's, we're going to try this again next week. All right, y'all. Chicken and Waffle Mix coming up next. Rick and Smile the Morning Show. Yes, uh, hey, uh, uh, Black Tony, what's up? Well, what's up? I'm dealing with a mess right now. I, I ain't got time for you today, so I'm dealing with a whole I'm dealing with a whole mess. You got time for me? I don't have time to come to work. I ain't got time to come to work today. I'm not even going to lie. So that, uh, look, I'm just, I'm just ain't going to be there. I'm not even going to trying to come up with no lie, nothing like that. I'm just ain't going to be there. I ain't got time to deal with this. I'm so frustrated right now. I'm dealing with a whole Bruh, damn mess over here. This, a whole damn say. mess over here. I need somebody to help me. So I, I can't do this. Can't do what? Man, my great-grandmama, man. <sighs> but, you know, my uncle, my uncle done got back on crack. He done went out to the truck and stole out her damn uh, adult diapers. <laughs> no, she, he done stole out her. He went on the truck and sold, sold, he sold her the adult diaper for uh, to get some crack. So your, uh, your uncle sold your, uh, your great-grandmama adult diapers by, by track. How old is your great-grandma? 86. So what, what, what's, 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 and they what, they got, what, she, what they got, what they got to do with you not coming to work? Cause she drank, she, they done let her drink a whole bottle of damn counter dry ginger ale last night. Somebody, she had heartburn there. Let her drink a whole damn bottle. No, she ain't had no damn adult diaper. Look, you know, adult diaper. Cause, cause somebody just bring me some pull-ups. Cause I'm over here. She, Cleaning up a little mess. Oh, right. What's she peeing in the bed? Boy, in the boy, boy, did she? Boy, boy, I got. What they got to do with you? That, like, I got two bath towels. I, I just done tied some bath towels on with some clothespins. So you made an old work. school. You made an old school diaper. Yeah. <laughs> and you lying? I heard you laugh. No, I'm not laughing. I'm crying. I'm <laughs> no, laughing. you all No, don't jump. <laughs> Yo, you were oh. definitely laughing. I heard you laugh, John. Did you hear him laugh, John? Yeah, you were laughing. You ever had to put a dog diaper on a damn oh, 86 year old woman, man? Yeah, that's some work. That's some work, oh. Black Tony. And you done drank a whole two liter bottle of down counter dry over here, man. Oh, my God. It's too much. I can't do this. Can somebody please? Nah, you you made that up. Are you, are you with it right now? Yeah, if anybody got a fat put on baby, the phone. Yeah, put on the phone, man. Put on the phone. She don't want to talk on the phone. She over there. She dealing with her situation. Hold on. Child like an animal. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the tea and the color of the day. Happy Friday, Gary. Happy Friday to you, Ricky. Good morning, and good morning to you. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Marcus Jordan is talking again, y'all. He said he laughed at this daddy publicly, y'all, denouncing that relationship between him and Larson. Now, they're saying, y'all, that uh, Marcus, who now appears with Miss Larson on The Real Housewives of, of Miami, y'all, admits that he thought his daddy's reaction was hilarious, honey. He said Marcus told Larson Pippins that he, um, you know, understood why she was upset after his father, Michael Jordan, 
said no, honey, when asked Sunday if he approved of their relationship on Wednesday on that season finale of The Real Housewives of Miami. He said, at first he laughed, Margaret said. He said, and then, honey, the reporter said, I guess, honey, and I asked him again, and he let out a loud no. He didn't want to be bothered with them here. Now, Margaret said that they knew about the comment, you know, way ahead of time because, um, you know, his daddy texted and called him um, wanting to make sure that he didn't take anything the wrong way. But, honey, Miss Larson speaking out, she said, honey, there was nothing funny about it. She said, I was kind of embarrassed. She said, if there were any true red flags or cause for pause, she said, I would have heard about it by now, and I haven't. And that's what Marcus said. And, you know, people said, you know, they broke up the other day, and they back together again. And, you know, they're saying that, you know, she's done some real good tricks on little on Marcus Jordan, honey, that's keeping him going back. So I don't know what those tricks may be. But that's what the public is saying. So I guess, you know, when you're in love with a person, you are definitely in love, in love. And there's nothing you can do about it. So congratulations to Marcus and Larsa, you know, because, hey, that's his woman. And she, or he is her man, or whatever the hell that saying goes. But anyway, congratulations, y'all. All right, moving on in other celebrity news. It was a sad day, y'all, for um, retired NBA player Matt Barnes. I don't know if y'all heard the shocking news. Rock, did you hear the sad news about Matt? Uh, tell me, man. I heard well, some he, rumors. Yeah, well, the rumor is, honey, he, he, um, he caused a scene, y'all, at his beautiful twin son's high school basketball game after storming, honey, and after the score table and screaming at a student announcer. They're saying now Matt's aggressive behavior has cost him his job, y'all, as a studio analyst with the Sacramento Kings, y'all. And what? that's what said, yeah, honey, they said, you got to go. They said, you can't be coming up here hollering at these damn children acting like that. They weren't hollering at the children. I saw the video. Well. And uh, uh, he was out there. He was challenging the referee who was making some bad calls because his boys was playing. Yeah. And then uh, he went over there to the uh, to the young man, uh, a young man that was a kid that was uh, 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. That was sitting at the table, was cursing him out. And he put his hand on his shoulder and he asked him, what make you think it's okay to talk to me that way? And I'm old enough to be your dad. I'm an adult. And he mm-hmm. was correct. And then the lady that was sitting behind him was, was hurling insults at him. Matt Barnes didn't do anything wrong at all. Well, he, and I'm not just saying wrong. that because I'm a Matt Barnes fan, but he didn't do anything wrong. I saw it. I watched the whole video. And what he said in his uh, uh, interview, he said, I should not have touched him. The only thing he did was place his hand on his shoulders. And right. then when he did that, everybody ran over there. Like he was being aggressive. They got aggressive. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he was tall. He actually handled it kind of cordially. Right. Yeah. Well, but they always want to try to make it seem like he was being aggressive. He wasn't doing nothing. You know, he challenging the referee. He wasn't even yelling out at the other kids on the other thing. He was yelling out, having a conversation with the refs. And then his little kids started cursing him out. And he went over and checked the kids, as he should. As he should. You don't let kids uh, talk to you that you know that way or whatever and he asked him why are you feeling it's okay talk to me like that I'm old enough to be your dad well he had to respect that child he lost his job so he next well, time he, you know, well, he's right he'll find another job that's that's a loss for them yeah well it's sad to have, to have uh, a NBA legend coaching uh, being an analyst for your uh, your college basketball team Matt Barnes to play with Kobe Bryant play with Shaq played against some of the best or whatever that's their loss yeah, is there a lot? But look what Matt Barnes has been through. What, what he put his ex-wife through. He lost his wife to his friend. So I mean, it's just not My a good God. look right now. What that got to do with this story right here? Nothing. Just want to be messy. Nothing. Oh my God. Keep going. Keep going. Never forget. Never have nobody. You gonna find something messy in every story. He couldn't have been that good, honey. If he lost his poor wife, poor Gloria, honey, had to lose her husband. He lost his wife to his best 
friend. So that means evidently he's doing something wrong and uh-huh. he hollered at that poor child and that child was probably traumatized and now that's, you know. You seem really affected by this. Yeah, I mean, because I feel bad for the child. Mm. And, you know, mm. and then I, the person who did it to him, I met, I mean, look what he went through, his wife went through. I mean, she had to Yeah, it's sad. So let's keep um, all parties lift up in prayer. Yeah, hopefully man get a job with the Cowboys or somebody. <laughs> all right. Oh, the Cowboys. Big Dummy. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you be doing. You're doing that on purpose. You know he knows. He said the Cowboys. Uh, it ain't got nothing to do with basketball. Oh, no, he knows. A whole different sport. Oh. Anyway, David Dash, y'all, he been on to y'all by U.S. a magistrate, y'all, to sell his shares of Rockefeller, y'all. We just talked about David yesterday. Now, there's in the court documents show that the judge, Robert Lomberg, y'all, ordered Dash to sell off his one-third ownership, y'all, of Rockefeller and pay a judgment, y'all, to a movie producer, Josh Weber, after Weber sued him, honey, for defamation and copyright infringement and won that case back in 2022. Now, you know, we talked about him yesterday with Jay-Z and all these other people that he's been going through. Damn it, Dad, you know, he's been going through a lot. He had a lot of money once upon a time when he was married to Rachel Roy, the beautiful Rachel Roy, and now he's just going through, so he just needs to sell the rest of his um, company and pay these people because you have to pay people when people sue you and what have you and stuff, so... You know, let's keep Damon lifted up in our prayers and hopefully in prayer that he could come out with another clothing line or do some more music and stuff with some of the colleagues that once he once helped along the way, which is why I always say these people, you help them and they forget about you when you're down. They forget. Mm. Damon Dash helped a lot of damn people. He did a lot for the, the music community, Brad, and now people kicking him when he's down. So, you know, that's, 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 that's you go. So. Gary. <laughs> I, I can't. Don't, yep, don't respond. Let's, let's keep Man, give away. us a color. The color today is chalk, Ricky. On the high end, you say chalk, and on the low end, you say beautiful. Man, I, 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 chalk was right. I, I didn't threaten to do it. I'm don't telling you like, to be safe. I'm trying to help you out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. take all that back. I regress. All right. <laughs> it's a damn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Gary with the team. <laughs> Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us this morning, he swept the Grammys. Y'all, please welcome three-time Grammy Award-winning musician, activist, and actor, Killer Mike, y'all. Happy to have you this morning, man. Happy. That was just three times this year. I got one with Outkast first. That's so right. Many, so many folk haters say, well, you just got because you outcast. I would have got three of all the <laughs> nine daddy boobies. Oh, y'all don't like it. Well, but I win it. God, baby. Wait, then oh, come man. on, though. You and can't yeah. tell me everything ain't possible. <laughs> and you manifested it and put it into the air that you were going to uh, win a Grammy. And yeah, here you it. are with three, with, uh, three. with your self-titled album, Michael. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Well, hey, what was that moment like for you? Man, well, the first one, I, I, I knew I was going to get one out of the three. When I got the first one, I'm like, oh, you know, I think first one was song of the year, best rap song of the year, best rap performance. Then I got the first one, I was ready to go back to my seat because my, my, um, my, my wife and the crew stayed at the seats. And I was like, the second one, they said, hold on, don't go nowhere. I said, I'm going to win again. They said, stop, don't go anywhere. And bam, the second one, when I got the second one, I knew the third one was coming. Come on, man. I knew, I knew they had to give me that rap album of the year. So that's, that's what I wanted. I, um, Cause I was a nine year old little boy. That's, that's what I want. I wanted to be an MC. So yeah. being the most elite MC in the fiftieth year of hip hop, the best rap album meant a lot to me. So a lot of people pretend like you know things don't matter 
or, you know, the money matters more. No, I really wanted to do that. I know my grandma and mama somewhere in heaven, like, boy, he Man. was good in a suit. We couldn't get him to get in a suit we wanted to. <laughs> that acknowledgement, that recognition yep. of your peers. Yep, yeah. yep. So, so with that sweep, what do you think that symbolizes in terms of the Grammys relationship with hip hop and the culture? I think they got it right with me. You know, I think, I, um, and I think, you know, there have been times where I, that, that, people feel like they hadn't got it right. I don't really think in terms of the bigger politics and argument over it. I know I set a goal. I spent two and a half years of my life making Michael. As we were making this album, me and Cuz Lightyear, my A&R, my manager, Will, would literally say to ourselves, we're going to get a Grammy. And people, you know, they didn't look at us like they we were crazy, but they were, they were, they were like, oh, you know, that's a good... Repeat that again. You spent how much time? Two and a half years. See, wow. people need to understand this. This stuff don't happen overnight. No, no, no. It's been two and a half years, and it's twentieth year of my career. So you know, or it's twenty two. So you know, I just um, I believe all the way through. And when I got when I partnered with Loma Vista, which is a um, record and distribution company I partnered with for my company Villains, when I partnered with them, I had one mandate. I knew because they're a small company that we could pivot well. So if something didn't work or did work, we could go into it or stop it quickly. I knew that Tom and Ryan Wally, who run the company, along with Todd and Adam, who are over there, I knew that they were dogs about it, and they wanted to prove a point in the market. So I knew I had good partners in that, but what I, what I, the one mandate I gave them, I said, I know we may can't do the most in charts. I know we can't do the most in sales, but I want to win a Grammy. And, hmm. and the campaign literally started. And what I mean by the campaign is winning a Grammy is not just, hey, I, I did the music. It's going, showing up. It's performing. It is showing people because the Grammys mean they ain't got time to just sit and listen to your album. Right. So you invite them to a show. I do the whole album at the show. Right. So I'm going to make an impression on you. I'm not going to allow you to avoid me or disappear or say I didn't know about it. Now you're going to know about it. And and the campaign worked. You know, thankfully it, the music touched people's heart inside and outside the committee. It moved people with songs like Motherless that acknowledge my grandmother and mother that are gone. Songs like Something for Junkies. A lot of us have addicts in our family who suffer from addictions. I gave rap music that they had never gotten before. You gave them substance. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You gave them substance, and, that, and that's that's good in this climate that we're in now where there's so much of a lack of substance. Yeah. yeah. You gave them substance. Well, Mike, with all that being said, have things changed for you since winning these Grammys? I mean, so now are you sure you're going to get a couple of Soul Train Awards or anything Man, like I won't. So let me tell you something, man. The, the Urban One Awards is... is, is um, yes. Damn the awards that I, I got invited to perform with CeeLo... And I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say, man, Miss Cassie Hughes has been such a big influence on me. Yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of our friendship, her just educated me on what it was like, you know, with Dick Gregory coming up and just seeing a woman that did it in spite of all obstacles. I feel blessed to know her. So being invited to her award show, I still want an award. Now I gotta give you some awards, but performing <laughs> with CeeLo has been a, one of those magical times in my life. And I just I'm blessed. I want, you know, I want black folks to nominate me and get me get me voted in XXL. I just want artist of the year. Male rapper of the year, album of the year. So, yes. Just know that I appreciate it. So, I want all the BET, the Soul Train Awards. You give me everything you got, man. All, all of them. You know, and it's funny you speak about CeeLo because we thought um, Jermaine Dupree was CeeLo at the Grammy. Oh, oh, the outfit. Hey, yeah. man, don't do that. <laughs> I, rock, I rock with JD, man. Shout OG JD and Dallas Austin. Thank y'all for setting up the cornerstone of the music industry and organizing noise. Thank y'all. But, JD outfit, JD showed it with Louis Vuitton. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't think he just dressed like no school child. Okay. That boy swagging, man. Shouts out to the OG JD, man. So how have things changed for you since winning? I, I, don't, I don't know. My wife still make me cut the grass. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I'll say, man, I, I, me and Shayna, you know, we Atlanta. She, well, she's Savannah girl, but 
We went through. We went to the Waffle House when we got off the plane. Come on now. And, and the Waffle House had folks leaving the club. They had the, they had the police in there at the Waffle House worker. And we got a standing ovation at the Waffle House. Than that, and then, man. That's how you got to do it. And then she was on a bougie stuff the next day. We went to Papa Dole. Uh. We just popped up at Papa Dole's. We got another, <laughs> we got another <laughs> clapping ovation. So I say, man, I just I appreciate all the appreciation I've been getting in the street. I want to thank people who encourage me and who will continue to encourage me. And it's a reciprocal relationship with my audience because I always want to see y'all do great things. Hopefully my music is a soundtrack to y'all greatness. So I would say that things have gotten, like if I was receiving love before the Grammys, it's even more love and overabundance. And I'm just thankful to God for it. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, Mike, yo, yo, let's talk about your wife, uh, Shay, man. It's, uh-huh. it's obvious you guys are like truly best friends. That's a beautiful yes. thing, man. That's my dog. I'm we try- fight like best friends, too. Yeah, I, I can relate, man. I can that's relate. Part of it. Yes, yeah. indeed. But tell Come us about now. the secret of your success, man, between you two, man. How do y'all keep everything together and stay happy? I, I didn't say we was always happy. We just, we, <laughs> right. We just stubborn. You know, mm-hmm. you make a you make a commitment and that's it. You know, I saw my grandparents do it, so I don't I don't know any other way. I don't want to fall on the fifty percent of marriages fail side of things. So you know, you have to be stubborn about it. How many know? years you got in? Oh, with her, with Shay, seventeen years. That's good, man. Yeah, that's good. So okay, so Killer Mike, so tell me something. What were your thoughts on when Jay Z stood up for Beyonce um, during that acceptance speech, saying all that the- she had won more awards than anyone, including you, and yeah. that award and all this other good stuff? I mean, I just man, I support, I support whole for supporting his wife. That's what husband's supposed to do. You know, that's what a couple's supposed to do. Unfortunately, I was in a tank. <laughs> Was, yeah, right. So I, I got out to these texts from home, like, man, mm-hmm. I was going to bring you up to do, do the speech <laughs> with me. But you had to get locked up in the biggest moment ever. So I was laughing. Me and him had a giggle about it. But I, I'm honestly, man, I just say black men and women, you know, married men and women, you know, just, just defend each other and be there and protect. Because at the end of the day, man, that's, that's what you got at the end of the night. The praise and applause from other people is one thing. But it's just, to me, I, I cheer for them as a couple. I cheer for them as individual so I was happy to see a husband defending his wife yeah. that's dope and of course you know the devil is always busy at the Grammy yeah. ceremony like right when we found out about the incident Brett and I immediately before even seeing anything knew that uh, security was probably had to be doing too much and doing the most and now that the video is out everybody see how you carrying yourself with such poise and calmness like yeah. what was uh, going through your head during this time I, 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 I said on another show all my heroes been in handcuffs Malcolm Martin Mandela Mecca right. know, and I mean that you know so people tend to say you know you can't compare yourself to those people at the time Martin King was sitting um, and doing sit-ins he was a nuisance other pastors hated him you know the, the, the black bourgeoisie that was doing okay was like what this little Negro making this trouble for so I'm not I'm not comparing the struggle to that but my de- my self-dignity Right, your, exactly. Your, the, the civil rights movement burst open in the '60s because a tired woman on the front of a bus decided no. Now all the work had been being done since the late '40s, all through the '50s, but at some point, Miss Park said no. I, I didn't have enough today, you know. Mm-hmm. And at, um, so, you know, so for me, I just want to tell people, man, um, don't worry about Michael. Michael is okay. But find something that's worth handcuffs and fight for it. John Lewis right. would have told you that. Find some good trouble to get into because worrying about a celebrity being detained for a few hours ain't as important as making sure that food is getting served to homeless people, that cool things are happening in our city like um, a, a build-out happening for homeless people to be. Support your mayor on that. You know, Support Chief Judge Officer Jackson out in DeKalb County doing the Pinnacle Program. Those are things that are worth fighting for. Don't, don't worry about me. God got me. It's part of my story, and I appreciate it. The three hours that I sat there and had to talk with God, but I want to tell people that 
don't let your dignity and respect be taken. You know, mm. walk out with your head up and your chest out, whatever the situation is. So, um, they, you know, they might have took me now for a couple hours, but they ain't take my dignity. Betty mm-hmm. raised me. You know, the, I'm Come Denise's boy. So I'm fine. Hey, well, you held it together with Grace. Hey, coming up, man, we have more with Killer Mike up next. Speaks about the morning show. Rick's about the morning show. Killer Mike is in the building. And after the Grammys, you made the amazing announcement that after waiting three years, your son was finally getting his kidney. Uh, how was that moment for you when you found out? He don't want me talking too much about him because he's a shy kid, right. rare breed kid. But I just want to tell black folks, man, you know, as I as I am, if I've lost some weight and losing some more, take care of your body, take care of yourself. That way you won't be a burden on you or your family. I want to say to my son, man, you one of the most bravest most introspective, brilliant black men. You're a true warrior. You inspire your father, Pony. I love you to death. I want to say to black people, you know what I mean? Get up on the, get up on the organ donor list yeah. if you care. You know what I'm saying? Because right. something could happen to you and you got some good parts that right. other people might be able to use or need. And um, I just want to say, man, my children, my four children, I just admire y'all's relationship with one another. You know, they're not all by the same mamas. You know, two of them are. They have a relationship outside of me, which I've always stoked and nurtured. And one of the sweetest moments over the past three years while my son had to suffer through dialysis. And thank God for all the dialysis workers out there that are doing an amazing job keeping a lot of us alive. His younger sister said that I'll give I'll give my brother a kidney. And it was it was um Come on, it was because he's her hero. And they don't even share the same mother, but it just showed me that man it worked, that these kids really love each other and have a relationship outside their father. And that was one of the things I'll always take from it. Beyond my son's bravery in the face of this, his little sister. And to have kids like that, that yeah. shows that you did something, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that I shows try. that you did a lot of yeah, things, right, yeah, man. I try to keep I'll give yourself your flowers, yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, hey man. It's, it's something about being a good dad, hey, man. Right. Really we what appreciate is, that around. The CDC around, say yeah. studies prove that black fathers spend more time with their children than any other people. So Come on, now. I'm glad on the other that side part. of my investment, my kids love each other. Yeah. That part. And all of the fans can catch you at the Urban One Honors, which airs yes. on TV One this Sunday. Shout out to Miss Kathy Hughes, man, because out uh, that, that's our boss. So, so you already know she my hero. So yes, I'm just, I, I, yeah, well, <laughs> she, I look at her like a leader. You yeah. know, I, I I respect her, and I and, and man, I got a chance to perform. Yeah, I got a chance to see Dion Ward, man. I got a chance. Oh man, I'm talking about boy. I, I saw um, I saw my man Roland Martin out there. Shouts out to Roland out there, dressed like a Nigerian king over there, man. No neck, I ain't getting no Roland. Uh, yeah, bro, I get Roland hot with uh, me, but now, just now I kill him. Like he, he be talking he, about me, so I, 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 I have to go ahead, Roland. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they gonna start an MMA just for Negroes. They just gonna have us show up and fight each other. But but I, I had I had a great time amongst a lot of black dignity, a lot of black celebrity. And it was just amazing. Stephen Hill got a chance to meet him. So I, I was honored. Frankie to be Beverly. Him. Oh, man, let me tell you something, man. Mm-hmm. I saw Frankie Beverly years ago, man. I think it was when it was still at Fulton County Stadium. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if you ain't seen Frankie, if this is his last tour, take your butt out there and come sing on, the man. songs with him and enjoy yourself, man. Mr. Right. Beverly was that you come on, man. You my dog. Mr. Beverly. <laughs> Mr. Beverly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, you swept the Grammy. So what's next for Killer Mike? What's next is more music, um, more touring television show um, concepts are being worked out and um, you know just continue trying to be a service to my community Bankhead Seafood I gotta give Crystal Peters and my wife Shana Render a lot of credit Tip and I bought Bankhead Seafood Lock, Stock and Barrel oh for real we we run around like crazy we never would have been able to get get it open Shana and Crystal have been a two-woman tag team of, of, of just amazingness. So the restaurant will be opening in the next 60 to 90 days. Look forward to seeing you guys there. And, um, you know, look out for yeah. Swag Shop. Come on, 
barbershops. All right. Um, we're dropping some products. So I'm going to either see you in the barbershop or see you get some hot fish from us. But it's a sit-down restaurant now, too, on a rooftop. Oh, so you get to come in and hang out. So have you ever thought about doing a Real Housewives of Atlanta show? Never. Oh, never. <laughs> now, I told my wife that's the only thing that will get me to divorce her. <laughs> right. I don't, yeah. We don't need to, we don't need a reality oh. show. Yeah, I mean, I love the reality show, mm-hmm. but, well, we get too wild. Me and yeah, Shia, yeah. We, we keep out, we keep out discreet, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll be yeah. cussing, fighting, arguing over. Yeah. We got the worst accents, Savannah, Alabama. We be, <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll need to see they us ain't on ready TV. for that. Yeah, everybody don't want to see the macaroni cheese get made. Okay. Right. <laughs> ain't ready for that real reality, huh? <laughs> yeah. You be, you be coming out of the house, you be just cuss oh. each other out. You're on the way to church together. So, you know. <laughs> That, but but I, I I tell you we love watching it together, man. Shouts yeah. out to the Real Housewives. Shouts out to the Hoonigans and and, and Helfels and, <laughs> and everybody else that do their thing on them, man. Yes, sir, man. Mike, we are so proud of you, man. We really appreciate you coming uh, doing the morning show with us this morning. Man. You always welcome. And I want y'all to uh, show your love right now and please give it up a Grammy Award winner. Thank this you. is our brother right here, and we absolutely love him. Y'all give it up a Killer Mike. Thank you. Love you, dog. Love and respect. Yes, Pray sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. More Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. All right, y'all. Ricky Smiley Morning Show. It is time to play Battle of the Sexes. We got Crystal from Tallahassee, Florida. Listen, what's on 96.1. What up, Crystal? Yeah. Hey, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Good. Big shout out to Joe Bullet down there, man. Thank y'all for having us this morning. Then we got my man Joe from Greenville, South Carolina. What up, Joe? Listen at us on 107.3. Hey, are y'all ready to play Battle of the Sexes, right? Yes, sir. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, listen. So what happens is you will save yourself a lot of time by just saying pass if you don't know the qu- the answer to the question. All right? So, uh, uh, Crystal, we're going to go first. Crystal, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, you better represent Tallahassee and fam you this morning. Start the clock. Hey, okay, okay, okay. What recreational activity would you be doing if you were talking along Tackle Box? What is t- Yes. What is what is the name of Stephen A. Smith's show on ESPN? Yes. First take. What college football team did legendary coach Jimmy Johnson win a national championship before coaching the Dallas Cowboys? (laughs) (laughs) That's your state. Miami. Okay, okay, we're good, Miami. Uh, The Jordan brand is affiliated with what shoe company? Uh, Nike. Yes. How many votes are in a standard car battery? Nope, 12. What type of driver license must a truck driver get to drive legally? Yep. SpaceX is the private space rocket company founded by what billionaire? Elon Musk. Yep. Oh, that's good. That's good. You got uh, four. Four of them bad boys. That's real good. All right, Brett. You ready, Joe? I'm ready, Brett. All right, let's go. Apart from a shoe heel, what is a stiletto? Pay Yeah, okay. <laughs> a type of nail. Uh, what was the first country to allow women to vote? America. 
nope, New Zealand. What is the name of an appetizer served on a wooden board with various cheeses, crackers, and meats? Man, this ain't right. Charcuterie board. Uh, red and blue mixed together to make. <laughs> what, what color does red and blue mix together to make? Purple. Yes. There you go. How many Braxton sisters are there? Five. When do you eat the top of a wedding cake? Uh, At the wedding. No, the first anniversary. What do you use cuticle cream for? What? Your tornadoes. Fingernails. That'll work. Fuchsia is a shade of what color? Purple. There you go. Okay, that works. One, one more. What does IVF stand for? Pass. <laughs> 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 hey, Special K, we got a winner, and it is Mrs. Christopher's on a happy quarter. What did she win? Congratulations, Crystal from Florida. You're the big winner today of the coveted and much celebrated fantastic Dollar Tree prize pack from America Store. What? The Dollar Tree. All right. So you got those alkaline button cell batteries for a watch or a calculator. Who still uses those? All right. How about Sweetwood Jalapeno Smoked Mega Meat Stick? Extra spicy. Extra meaty. Extra chewy. A meat snack. New and improved formula powdered fabric softener from Suavitel. Color safe and effective. You got a blue Sharpie, ultra-fine point, marks on most surfaces. You've also got from Butcher Bar. Oh, yeah, from Butcher Bar for your dog. Sweet potato-flavored chicken-wrapped dog treats. You got a one-pack solar pathway light. Okay. You got a family-sized box of fruit rings. Cereal, that's right. Fruit loose for poor people. All right, you got a five-gallon jug of summer-winter windshield washer fluid. How about that? A four-pack? I wouldn't have wanted all that junk. Be quiet, sir. You're a loser. Yeah, very quick brand home drug test. 99% 99% clear and accurate results for marijuana, amphetamines, cocaine, and heroin. Okay. And finally, you got from Be Sure overnight pads, fresh aloe and cucumber scented, 100% cotton for the ladies. Wonderful. And sir, you win nothing. You're a loser. Thank you. You took that personal boy. He's like, it's what I called him for. It's somebody won all that junk. That's what I wasted my time for. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Yeah, man. Joe, you got to say it. You said what you said, Joe. You don't want all that junk. Man, man. Come on, Rick. You have hard questions for me, man. I ain't couldn't answer those things. You have to answer the questions that are related to oh, you, you, Brad, you didn't know what a security board was, whatever it is. It's, it's called charcuterie. Yes, you I do. I have it. several in my home. Yes, I do. You did not know what I'm Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have all the cheese and the meats in my house and the board. Charcuterie. You be quiet. Just because you ain't on the level to have one yet. Don't be mad at me. 
<laughs> Y'all give it up a crystal and Joe. Yeah. 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 the morning show coming up. Hold it. Half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the team. It's Gary, baby. All right, y'all, Rick's Mountain Morning Show. Everybody's looking at their phones right now. Uh, Gary, what's going on? Well, Ricky, my heart is weeping right now with this story I'm about to report. But it's being reported, y'all, in trouble news, y'all. Portia Williams, y'all, Real Housewives of Atlanta saw Portia Williams and her husband, Simon Guabardio, y'all, they're saying that the marriage is coming to an end, y'all, over what? a year. It's coming to an end, Ricky, it said after a year after they tied the knot. Now, they're saying, y'all, that the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Alum, honey, filed for divorce from Mr. Guabardio on yesterday, honey, according to court documents obtained by people. Now, the news of their split comes as rumors fly online about Guabardia's citizen status. Now, they're saying, however, a source tells people, y'all, that the divorce is unrelated to recent allegations involving Simon's past, y'all. Now, they're saying that the cause of their split is an ongoing matter at the insider, y'all. And this is a very sad... Uh, what you mean uh, an ongoing matter with what? Well, I mean, evidently, this has probably been brewing up before all the stuff that's coming up about um, Simon not being a citizen and what have you and being... um. Uh, allegedly convicted of fraud and all this other stuff, so it, it, it's a very sad situation. And we love Portia Dilly, honey, and, and and she just signed up to go back to Unreal Housewives of Atlanta. Some people saying maybe she signed up to go back to it because the money was running out and she needed a check. So I don't know, but nevertheless, honey, they're filing for divorce according to people, and we just gonna have to keep all parties lifted up in prayer and hopefully in prayer for that maybe they might even get back together. This might be just something right now, that, uh, just a how y'all call it, a little bump in the road. So. It's sad, Ricky. Oh my God! Yeah, so, I just, I just, I just hate this uh, because when you're talking about somebody that's genuine, sincere, kind, loving, thoughtful, and uh, she's a dear friend, like a personal friend to all of us. We did yeah. this nation together uh, yeah. for years, and I just hate to see her. I hate to see her go through anything. I'm real. I get real sensitive about Portia. Everybody know that. Yeah, and, and the thing is so too. And um, Simon spoke out, you know, about when he and Portia got married, and he said, yeah, that um, you know, that he they he asked her to marry him because they checked all of each other's boxes and then some. So that mean they were more than for one another and what have you. And now here's the divorce. So, well, Karen, what are your thoughts? Did you did, why why you sense that something was wrong? I kind of felt like stuff was on because I felt that, you know, with Portia coming back to the show, um, to going back to Real Housewives of Atlanta, that was kind of interesting because, you know, when she left um, the show initially, you know, people said, well, she look, she don't want to be bothered with all these questions and what have you, allegedly, about Simon because, you know, people was digging into Simon's past initially, but then once they got married, that just all faded to black because, you know, uh, she she quieted. And I now, think, you know. I, Gary, I think Portia huh? went back because she loves being on TV. I don't know you if you noticed. So? But she did a couple of other shows. She's, she's a great TV personality. And she makes good money doing it. So I think she went back to do something that she loves for herself. She wants to be independent always, even if she is married and not just a kept woman. Well, yeah, and that's true too, honey. But I mean, but right now, I mean, um, you know, when they first got married, you know how the people was getting all into Simon's business, trying to find out all kind of stuff about him or what have you. And once she married, I mean, that kind of solved that because she was off the scene. So now that she's coming back on the scene and all this is coming back up uh, about Simon and stuff and what have you, you know, it's just a situation that it makes you, you know, wonder. But I mean, that's good. My she's going to become God, man, I was pulling for her. Yep, I mean, I mean, I just saw somewhere they look so happy that she was on the ride on that car. 
in the water because yeah. I always yeah. wanted to ride one of those that like a sports car, but it's on the water. It's like a boat too, kind of. Oh, I got you, you on that. Them? Oh, I got so, you on that. Yeah, we can ride real? that. That ain't nothing but uh, two jet skis. They even built up and put a little car body on top it of it. It is so cute, though. And, and what I liked about that big old diamond she was wearing, and she could still keep that diamond too, Brad, between you and her. I don't know who was uh, running for the um, ties with those Well, it don't diamonds. matter. We both got one or two or three or several, and we're both, well, no, we I'm don't. still happy. And she probably still, she probably happy too with her decision, so. Oh, yeah. We I'm know Portia. We, we know she, it's always <laughs> a reason. For the season, yeah. Oh, let me do right. Let me do. Let me get my. Let me get my. Well, I just. Well, Rick. All I want to say is, and, and Brad, this is for you too. I want us to play Captain and Tania. Love will keep us together. We just want to stay together, honey, and just you know all that breaking up to make up and stuff like together. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick. You, you got all my ducks again. lined up. Oh, empty, yeah, empty out my phone. You need some turkeys too with them ducks on there behind them. <laughs> <laughs> them ducks ain't gonna just do. <laughs> Man, I can't stand you. All right, y'all give it up again with the tea. <laughs> yeah, we we, we, we we hate to report stuff like that because Portia is a dear friend to all of us and we just yes. wish her the best. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, y'all, Rick's about the morning show. It's about that time for the front page. Brad, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, sitting in for Maria this morning. And here are your headline news uh, from News1.com. Daryl George, a black teenager fighting his high school suspension in Texas over his hairstyle, lost a round in court on Thursday. A judge ruled that the Barber's High School District did not violate a new law when it penalized George last year. Uh, he wears his hair twisted into locks at the top of his head and the district out the district objects because it says George's hair would fall below his shirt collar when let down. George has spent most of his school year either in suspension or at an off-campus disciplinary program. On Thursday, a judge, a judge ruled that the punishment does not violate the state's new Crown Act. A family lawyer says that they will appeal. This is horrible. It, 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 is he even a bad kid? Like. No, because of his hair, he's got to be in a disciplinary program in suspension. And all them black players ought to walk off their football and basketball oh. program. What? Oh my goodness! I guess it don't matter if the kid is smart and getting straight A's, right? Whatever that the don't rule matter. is, whatever you know, they just attack, uh, it's an attack on the culture. Oh my goodness, right. that's crazy. horrible. Moving on, y'all. Mississippi cop was caught shoplifting from Gary's favorite store, Dick's Sporting Goods, while on duty and wearing her police uniform. Uh, Robin Connor was arrested after she allegedly shoplifted a pair of $140 shoes from the retailer. Uh, Connor worked as a police officer with the Columbus Police Force for two years, and she was on duty at the time of the alleged crime. She was in uniform and driving a police cruiser during her shoplifting spree. And that was from where again, Brent? From Dick's Sporting Goods. Why you saying so hard? This one let you know the name of the store. And last but not least, y'all, a JetBlue passenger ended up spending his birthday in jail after he allegedly made a joke about a bomb that got him escorted off of his flight. Matt Jorn of Nevada boarded a JetBlue Airways flight from Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport to San Francisco on his 27th birthday. While doing so, he joked that the TSA had missed the bomb in his bag. Well, y'all witnessed alerted the flight attendant about his comment, and he was asked 
asked about the remarks he made. Mac then reaffirmed to the airline employee that the TSA agents had missed a bomb in his bag. Big dummy. <laughs> he was escorted from the jet waste under arrest. No bomb was ever found. And he was charged with second degree felony for making a false report of a bomb, arson, or weapon of mass you destruction. You can't do that. Chris wow, Rock, did a, Chris do Rock that. did a joke about that years ago, like you, making jokes. <laughs> About what's in your bag? Yeah, you got a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you were like, you know, in the handcuffs. You can't do that. He yeah, they did that on with the Fockers when he was stupid. like, bomb, 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 bomb. You can't do that on a plane. Oh I'm your girl, Brad Tatan, and those are your headlines this morning. Rock T, what's happening? Man, there's some rumors out there floating around about the uh, Golden State Warriors may be interested in trading for LeBron James after this season. LeBron also is going to be a free agent, but uh, I don't see this happening, man. I don't see LeBron leaving the Lakers unless his son, Bronny, gets drafted into the league and whatever team his son gets drafted to, LeBron will go to that team because he always wanted to play with his son. So we'll see what happens, man. One of the greatest college football players of all time, Johnny Manziel, joined Shannon Sharp on his Club Shay Shay podcast and revealed how he lost 40 pounds in a couple of months after his NFL career ended as a Cleveland Brown. I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later in that year. 40? How you lose 40 pounds? You're on a strict diet of blow. That's a whole lot of drugs. That's crazy. Cocaine. Like, he was going hard. So yeah. the interview's pretty Glad he's still alive. No, absolutely, man. And he, and he reveals a lot of his struggles that happened with that uh, after his NFL career. So check out the Club Shay Shay podcast. Uh, real quick, man. Saturday, April the 13th. The Big Stomp Wars National Step Championships. Save the dates. Bring the entire family. HBCU alumni Divine Nine is going to be flooding the arena. Uh, get your weekend passes at hey, StompWars.com and follow on social media at StompWarsUSA. What up, hey, bro? Hey, hey, at some point, we got to talk about how they threw E40 out of that Golden State game uh, or whatever. You know, man, you know, the, the fans be heckling and, and then they're doing black folks wrong. Yeah. E40 go to all the games and sit courtside and don't bother. No Nobody. Don't bother nobody, And And uh, uh, shout out to E-40. You know, we got to uh, start speaking up for our uh, people that get mistreated, uh, whatever. But they need to do something about those fans that be hurling out all kind of insults to the players. You know, that's just like 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 racially charged insults. Yeah, it's getting out that's, of hand. It's getting absolutely. out of hand. Got to start throwing them out. But they threw out E-40 for, for responding. It's crazy. See, that's the thing. You can, crazy. They can keep spurring out all this ne- negative energy towards the celebrities and players. But when they speak back, that's right. when all the problems Always start. The problem. All the time. Yeah. I right, appreciate that, Rock. Let's take a look at the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Brett? Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot, yeah. Yeah, hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, y'all, it's time for the hot spot with the one and only Brett. What's happening? What's happening, baby? Oh, <laughs> like you Rock about Johnsonville. <laughs> Brett. Uh, good morning, Ricky. You're so crazy. So good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat. And this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Kim Kardashian is a proud mama after Northwest's career has been cemented on the Billboard charge. She is now one of the youngest artists to ever do it. When she said, your bestie, Miss Miss Westie. This week, all 16 songs from Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign's Vultures. One album hit the Billboard Hot 100, including including 
North's breakout feature on the track called Talking. North's contribution debuted at number 30 on the Hot 100, and Kim K shared the news via Instagram story with the caption, My Baby. North also made her premiere on Billboard's Emerging Artist Charts, an incredible feature for the 10-year-old. But Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter, Blue Ivy, still holds the record for the youngest artist to crack the Billboard charts. Meanwhile, y'all, the Roots have announced the lineup for the 2024 Roots Picnic. The band will perform at the music festival June 1st and 2nd at the Man in Fairmount Park in Philadelphia, along with Jill Scott, Lil Wayne, Nas, Gunna, and Victoria Monet. Uh, other performers include Sexy Red, Babyface, Wallow and Gilly, Wale, Robert Glasper, and Yeba, Tyler, Cameron, and Smino. Yeah! Lil Wayne and the Roots will also perform a special set celebrating Lil Wayne's hometown of NOLA alongside Trombone Shorty, PJ Morton, and other artists. Hey, Brent. Yo. You know the Roots got a person that make cakes and desserts for them. That's what they call it. <laughs> Ruth Baker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We gonna wrap up the hot spot on that note. Uh, for that other concert I was telling you about, the Roots, the tickets go on sale today, y'all, so get your tickets. <laughs> it's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show.